Maranatha, brothers and sisters. Shall you rise for the word of God? <clears throat> Today we're reading from Luke 7, verses 1 to 10. When Jesus had finished saying all this in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. There a centurion servant, whom his master valued highly, was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him. This man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him, and turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Then the man who had been sent returned to the house and found the servant well. Please be seated. I often find that a baptism is message enough for us, so I'm going home. There's nothing that thrills my heart than to see people follow the Lord in the waters of baptism. And Kyla, God has much planned for you. You have gifts and anointing on your life that are very visible, and he has much for you to do, and that's exciting. I don't know about you, but have you ever through your walk in life, came across somebody or something, and just one simple sentence caused you to just stop where you were. Just kind of, wow. I'm sure we've all had that experience. I've had it a number of times in my life. But a number of weeks ago, during my devotion time, I found a sentence that caused me to stop and just pause. And I end up saying, wow, really? Here's that sentence from Jesus. I tell you, I have not found such faith even in Israel. What a sentence. Jesus had just finished his Sermon on the Mount, as we, as we know it, 
where the crowds had followed him up on the mountain. And he spent a great deal of time discipling them and speaking to them, which we call in our culture the Sermon on the Mount. And as he was coming down from that mountain, this event happened. I have not found such faith even in Israel. When I read that sentence, I stopped and paused. And I contemplated things like this, like this. Faith is not believing that God can, it is knowing that he will. Faith is deaf to doubt dumb to discouragement, blind to impossibilities, and knows nothing but success in God. Walking by faith means being prepared to trust where we are not permitted to see. Things hoped for, but not yet seen. Faith allows God to do for us and with us what we could never do alone. Faith. But there's something about this sentence that stood out for me. It wasn't just simply about faith, but it was about outstanding faith. Faith that stood out amongst the crowds that followed Jesus. There's only two times in the Bible, where Jesus used the word amazed or was amazed. The first, one is the, the first one was found in Mark. When he began his public ministry in his hometown of Nazareth, and he was rejected by fellow Jews, and Jesus said this, he was amazed by their lack of faith. What could be more horrible than to amaze the Son of God with one's lack of faith? What could be more thrilling than to amaze Jesus with our faith? What I would like us to consider this morning is why was Jesus so amazed by this centurion soldier what was it about him that Jesus would turn and say to those followers of him, those who had been under his teaching, I have not seen such faith in Israel? What a powerful statement. And it's all about outstanding faith. So I, ask, I, I say to us this morning, in response to Jesus' question, what was he so amazed about? This outstanding faith. And the first thing I recognized within this story is this. The first characteristic of outstanding faith ignites us to love across all barriers. Outstanding faith ignites us to love across all barriers culturally, socially, ethnically. This soldier, this centurion, was a 
commander. It would be similar to in the Canadian military, which I know a lot about, being a captain of a battalion of soldiers under his control. This centurion was a Gentile. He commanded about a hundred soldiers in his cohort. Like Romans, he was entitled to and had slaves and servants under his command. You have to understand that the Jewish nation, the people of Israel, did not like Romans. And they hated centurions even more. But what was different about this centurion? What was different about him? And I think we do well to learn those things because there are people out there, just as Ron talked about this morning, who do not like us. They do not like what we stand for. They're even antagonistic towards us. But this centurion tells us something. The kind of faith he had tells us something. And he cared about people. He cared about his servant, his slave. He desired to develop a relationship with those who didn't like him. Those who actually were antagonistic towards him. An outstanding faith ignites that we love beyond all barriers. That we can love in such a way. This man loved across barriers, culturally, socially, and ethnically. We are told that this man loved Israel. Though it was not the land of his birth, it is also evident that this man cared deeply about his young servant which was very ill, but it was ordinarily not his social expectation. You didn't love your servants, particularly a centurion who was a commander. Most centurions would command their servant. He spoke about that. But this centurion was different. He loved his servants. And he loved those against him. Notice in verse, deep, verse 2 how deep his relationship with Israel was. Hearing that Jesus was in the area, this centurion decides to risk his whole reputation. He was putting everything he was online. All of his soldier peers, all of his peer centurions would look very strange upon him when he was going to ask Jewish leaders to step up to Jesus for him. He was taking great risks to love across the barriers. But he did. And he asked the elders. Verse 4, when they came to Jesus, they earnestly implored him. This is the elders of the Jewish nation. He is worthy for you to grant him this. For he loves our nation. For he loves our nation. We need to understand that the Jewish elders had very little love for Romans and for centurions. But this man was unique. 
This man's faith was unique. This man's outstanding faith was unique as he loved across all barriers. This man loved people who are not just like himself. I don't know about you, but I have to confess, I sometimes have a hard time loving those who don't like me. I sometimes want to kind of, when I see them coming down the street, I'll just go across to the other side. Not sure I want to spend time with them and listen to them criticize me. But if I want to have outstanding faith, I need to learn to love across all barriers. Didn't Jesus say, love your enemies? That's outstanding faith. Secondly, the second characteristic of his outstanding faith is that it caused this man to become excited and active in the work of God. To become excited and active in the work of God. For he loves our nation. And he has built a synagogue for us. A centurion Gentile is now willing to enter into the work that God is doing by assisting the building of a synagogue in Capernaum. You see, gentle worshipers were barred from the temple in Jerusalem, but not with the synagogue. The synagogue was a place that even Gentiles listened to the word of God being taught. So this Gentile soldier recognized that that's where God helped his people grow who weren't welcome in the temple. And so he built a house of worship for them. Wow. He built a house of worship for people who despised him. I get this picture in my mind. He's got this cohort of shoulders and he says, boys, this morning, I got a new command for you. I got some new direction for you. We're not going to go out there and kind of guard those Jewish people and, and gather them up and, 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 and do things that Rome wants. We're going to build them a worship center. Now, if you were a soldier in that company, you'd say, What? But this man had such great faith that he wanted to participate in what God was doing. He wanted to be excited and active in what God was doing. He went beyond who he was. And he began to see what God, who God was. And he wanted to participate. I think I got time this morning to do a little advertisement. Our house of worship is now 50 years old, and it's hurting. It's hurting. We need some centurions 
to come and help us. Because we have to fix its wounds. I'm thankful to my brother Ron, who's kind of guiding me through some priorities. But what stands out for me is that this man was excited, enthusiastic about doing what God was doing. This centurion consciously chose to participate. He enthusiastically got himself involved in what God was doing. We can't go beyond this story without asking ourselves, what is God doing that excites you to get involved? How excited are you? How enthusiastic are you to do the things of God? This was a worldly man. This was a worldly man who wanted to do the things of God. We are followers of Christ. What is our excitement level? To do the things of God. Now you got me wound up. You see, this man had outstanding faith. And that faith ignited his passion to be involved in what God was doing. I believe, I like Pastor Ryan's description of our church. The guy's really unique. He has short hair, but I forgive him for that. He's telling me you should get earrings. But he says, my view in the short months I've been here of this church is that we're, we're climbing a hill and our rear wheels are spinning, 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 and we can't get going. We need some help to push the vehicle and get it out of the mud and become what God wants us to become. That's outstanding faith. Do you believe this morning that there's much more that God wants to do with us? Can I hear you? Are you willing to participate? Are you willing to participate? You see, there's an expression that's truthful. And it's this. Historically and statistically... 15% of the people in a church do 90% of the work. Just think how much we're getting done now with 15%. Multiply that to 100% and see what God will do in our midst. That's outstanding faith. Thirdly, characteristic that this man demonstrated about outstanding faith is it caused us, it can cause us to approach Christ with humility. It can cause us to approach Christ with humility. One should not only be impressed with this man's great love, but also his great humility. Verse 6. Then Jesus went with them. When he's already not far from the house, 
the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy, and you should never come under my roof. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to meet with you. Before Jesus had reached his house, the centurion sent a second representative to Jesus to tell him it was not necessary for him to come to his house. Why? Why? Because this centurion was familiar with Jewish religious customs, and he did not wish to put Jesus in a position of, of having to enter a house of the Gentiles. This was a humble man. The Roman soldiers, a man of considerable influence and power, this centurion was. But he was uniquely humble. He regarded himself as undeserving of having Jesus come under his roof. And even felt unworthy to meet Jesus on the street. The soldier, unlike the Pharisees, does not ask Jesus for a sign that he was who he said he was because he believed what he had heard. He believed what the Jewish people were saying about their Messiah who was to come. He did not need signs and wonders and all these things to take place. He just believed that Jesus was God, that he was divine. This man understood who Jesus was, and he understood who he was in light of Jesus. He was a humble man. He had humble faith. He had outstanding faith. Finally, the fourth characteristic of an amazing faith was that it causes us to be willing to trust Jesus alone. To be willing to trust Jesus alone. Our verse 7 and 8 says this, But say the word, speaking to Jesus, this centurion is saying, But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. This centurion apparently realized the one who had power of life and death and could heal by simply saying his word. This centurion didn't need some miraculous things to look at. He didn't any, need any miraculous proof. His faith alone was on the word of Jesus. It was on the word of alone. His idea was if you say he's going to be healed, it's as good as done. End of question. It's as good as done. All Jesus must do is say the word and it is good as done. There's no evidence that this man 
ever personally heard Jesus preach, but yet he believed. He made his request based on what he had heard about this Messiah. You know, Jesus has promised us a blessing like that. If we were to turn to Mark or John chapter 20, in verse 29, just after Jesus rose from the dead, and Jesus appeared in Thomas, doubting Thomas, wasn't so sure. And Jesus said, well, put your, look at my hands, put your hand in my, put your hand in my side. And, 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 and Joseph said, my Lord and my God. He believed. And listen to what Jesus responded to Thomas. John 20, verse 29. Blessed are they that have not seen me and yet believed. Blessed are those who haven't seen me and yet believed. That is outstanding faith. That is outstanding faith. This Roman had very little spiritual instruction, but he had the kind of faith that believed. It's culminated in verse 9 of our reading this morning. Jesus marveled at this Roman centurion whose background and circumstances ought to have made it difficult for him to have faith. A man whose occupation prized being big, bad, and tough. A man who was steeped in paganism. A man hated by the Jews because he was Roman. Yet in spite of all the circumstances that went against him, here stood this man who was an, ex an exciting example of amazing faith. That's what startled Jesus. That's what amazed Jesus. And he put it together in the ninth verse when he said, and he turned to the crowd who had followed him down from the mountains, who had followed him and took his teaching, who listened to his words about his divinity and about his purpose. And he said to them, I have not seen greater faith in Israel today. And who was he speaking to? The Israelites. He might as well have said, I have not seen that kind of faith in you. I wonder what he would say here. I wonder what he would say here. Is it possible? He might say, I have not seen that kind of faith in you. That's outstanding faith. That's outstanding faith. That's the kind of faith I want. That's the kind of faith I want. I want to love beyond, beyond all barriers. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you do. I don't care what language you speak. I don't care what the color of your skin is. I don't care if you even dislike me. I'm going to love you. 
That's the kind of faith I want. I'm not sure that I have to ask for the second one. I want to be excited about what God is doing. There's nothing excites me more than to see God active like he was this morning. But I do want to learn to be humble, to recognize my position and Christ's position, that he has saved me, and I'm totally unworthy. I'm totally unworthy to have that, but I do because of Jesus. And I want to trust him totally alone as we go to the table this morning. And as Pastor Ryan joins me and those who are going to participate, I wonder if we shouldn't take a moment in our own personal walk with Christ and ask yourself, Or declare to Jesus, I want to have outstanding faith. I want my faith to be outstanding. Gracious Father, 